Why do we work hard to solve small problems? Why do we reinvent ourselves and our clients over and over? And why are we giving away marketing strategy for free? It's time to bring home bigger paychecks. It's time to create the lifestyle we deserve and to make a greater impact. This is the Fractional CMO Show, and I'm Casey Stanton. Join me as we explore this growing industry and learn to solve bigger problems. Hey, it's Casey here, and in this episode, I want to talk to you about how to become a CMO or a fractional CMO. So I think that there's like a traditional way that business happens and uh, kind of an entrepreneurial way that business happens. And uh, if you're listening to this and you're not currently a business owner, so you don't have an agency or you're not a freelancer or you're not doing fractional CMO work already, um, then uh, you know this first part's kind of really for you. So becoming a CMO in the traditional sense takes a long time. And I'll tell you what, it is a game of uh, bureaucracy in many ways. Uh, I worked with a developer years ago and... We were at an agency together and he left and he said, here's the trick I learned to grow in my title and in my salary. I just jump from company to company every two to three years. It was an interesting approach, right? He knew that at the current rate and how the company was growing, at best, he might be some senior developer, but he'd never take on the role of, let's say, chief technology officer, which ultimately was his, his ideal. So he had to work his way up there, but he couldn't do it at the company that he was with. So he was going to go jump to another company for a couple of years and then to another one and to another one and to another one all along the way, enjoying those sign-on bonuses. That's cool. Um, that's certainly an approach. Um, and, and I guess there's nothing wrong with it. Um, so that's, that's maybe one way to become CMO is to uh, create great impact at a company and then every few years jump ship and go to the next company and the next company and the next company and aim for a higher title every single time that you do it. I mean, there's really no harm in you reaching out to recruiters and saying, I'm the right candidate for this job, you know, for these types of jobs at a pay level and title above where you're currently at. Um, you can do that kind of passively and maybe work your way up to CMO. The problem with getting from like, you know, marketing manager, coordinator, right up to marketing director, maybe VP marketing to, to get up to that VP marketing or CMO role. It's really a big leap. And it requires a couple things. I think it requires the fertility, you know, like the fertile soil in an organization to need that. Um, many companies just don't need a full-time CMO. So you're going to be stuck at a lower level. The next is Maybe they just don't want to pay for a CMO, but they're going to call you a marketing manager or a marketing coordinator and give you CMO-level responsibilities. It's a bummer, but that could happen. So that just kind of locks you out in your career. You know, you can go the traditional approach of increasing your credentialing, maybe hop over to Harvard for one of their leadership management courses, spend a lot of money so that you can put Harvard on your uh, LinkedIn um, maybe that helps you, you know, maybe it doesn't. Um, but ultimately, you're kind of playing this really difficult game of how do you look on paper? Back when I was a professor, um, I was a professor at Tulane University, and I asked the students, you know, who here is a 4.0 student? And a couple raised their hand. And I said, everybody else in this room, they're going to get the job that you want simply because they're better than you on paper. Like, that's the tough reality of it. If everything is equal, 
you both go to the same school, you're both in the same frat or sorority, you both have the same kind of extracurriculars, both the same major, and one's a 4.0 student and one's a 3.5 student, the 4.0 student's going to get the job. So how do you, if you're not a 4.0 student, which I never was, right? How do you get the work? This is where you got to be the entrepreneur. You got to be the hustler. You got to get out and find it, get in front of people and win it off paper. So how do you become CMO? You can go the traditional route and kind of hope that HR sees your resume and hope that they hire you. Mm. <laughs> right? Is that going to happen? I don't know. Um, I respect HR, but when you're working for a company, HR is not your friend. HR, it doesn't matter how good of a relationship you have with someone at HR, HR's job is to grow the company and keep the you know, labor costs kind of as reasonable or as low as possible. Like, they're not going to encourage the hire of a CMO if it's just going to be taking you from your marketing director role and putting you in the CMO seat. They're not going to encourage that, right? If they truly need a CMO, are they going to pull someone up or are they going to find someone from out of the company? I don't know, right? There might be a traditional hiring process. So on a traditional hiring process, when I got started in marketing, I just couldn't compete. People were way better than me on paper. They went to school. They went to business. I, I have an environmental policy degree. They went to business school. They have an MBA. I have a bachelor's of science um, and a minor in uh, political science, right? Like they're going to, any sane company is going to choose someone else over me. But what I ended up doing was getting more proof elements than other people. So I could slowly start beating them on paper. Where have I been stronger? Where, where, have I, where have I been strong? Maybe where have I been stronger than these other candidates? How can I outperform them? How do I say more succinctly the value that I provide? Um, I, read, I had a job post up recently and this guy said, I think you should hire me because I have an MBA and I'm an intellectual. Literally the words he said. I, I, don't, I don't have any idea um, why he thinks I need an intellectual. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need someone who has an MBA. I need someone who can get shit done and, and deliver value. So the traditional method of becoming a CMO is kind of out of your control. And if you go the traditional route of applying and dropping in your um, resume with a cover letter and doing all that, I think it's just going to be tough. I think you're going to find it very difficult. I think you're going to find it's a crowded market. If we really get into this recession, which kind of everyone's saying that it's going to get worse and worse, um, there's going to be more and more people that are looking for work and you're going to compete against more and more credentialed uh, people. Sucks, right? So what do you do? This is the entrepreneurial side that you got to adopt. Rule number one is that you support the entrepreneur. You vie for the success of the entrepreneur. That is the outcome that you want. To hell with bureaucracy. If it's an entrepreneur who started a business, they want the fastest way to growth. They don't want bureaucracy. Now, this is different if you're working in a company that's you know, 100 years old and it's on its sixth uh, CEO. Um, maybe then you're going to have to play into the bureaucracy because that's kind of how they got hired through. But if you're in a real entrepreneurial organization, kind of a new money organization, which are the ones that I think are the most fun because they're the most innovative in Hungary and the person who built it is still at the uh, helm leading the charge, talk directly to them and to the value that you provide. I've been hiring a lot recently in the last two years. And um, the number of people who kind of jump into my inbox with a reason that theirs stand out is few and far between. 
So it's really easy to go through and just choose like the academically best person or the person who's worked at a similar company long enough most recently that you think that they'd be worth a shot. So I think that's like, you got to jump the line. You got to be entrepreneurial and you got to vie for the success with the entrepreneur. So that's how you get like a traditional job. Cool. I mean, you just jump in front of the line and you show your value, say what you did, tell them how you can help them. Um, just, just be hungry, be helpful. Uh, you know, I, I read a quote recently, which was something along the lines of one of the best things that you can do to increase your value is decrease the amount of time and labor it takes for you to do your job. So how do you make things easier? How do you ask for what you need? Well, the first thing you do is you get in front of people and you, and you ask, you ask for the job, you, you be clear about it. So I think that's, that's the first route. Um, that's my take on it. I think other people would say don't email, but, um, I think it, it shows some moxie and I think that's to be appreciated. But what's the downside of this whole process? Well, then you go become a CMO for a company. That's great, but you could lose that gig kind of at any point. Truthfully, at any point, you could lose the gig of being a CMO. Why? Because of something that happens in the company. I talked to a CMO not long ago who had uh, delivered great value for his client. They loved him um, and they let him go. And he just couldn't figure out why. Maybe there's a reason. I, I don't know. I, if I just trust everything he said, it seems like there was no reason. That at least was his reality. That could happen to you if you have one client. That's something to be concerned about as we move into this kind of future of a more committed work from home environment, also where marketing is more needed than ever before. It's better for you and your financial stability to have multiple clients. I mean, challenge me on that. Meet me in the street and fight me. You having three clients that each pay you 50% of what you would make if you were full-time not only gives you more income, but it also gives you more protection from a downside, like a black swan event, like a global pandemic. So think through that. Having multiple clients as a CMO is the best outcome for you. That's a fractional CMO. That's all that it is. A regular CMO has one client. A fractional CMO has two to five clients. To be a fractional CMO, it's about doing the CMO level stuff that matters most, which is really leadership and marketing strategy. Those two things are what companies need. Certain companies, not every company. I'll tell you, you're not going to be able to sell fractional CMO services to a company that's doing a million dollars a year um, with a high COGS. Like, that just doesn't make sense. Unless they're super high growth and maybe they're VC-backed. But what you're looking for is a way to serve companies as their marketing strategist and leader without them needing you full-time. There's kind of a sweet spot for that. Some companies need a full-time CMO, yes. Some companies don't need a CMO. And there's that little Goldilocks middle piece, which is perfect for you to take on multiple clients as a fractional CMO. So one of the beautiful things about being a fractional CMO is you can take a client on, on the side and provide a very high level kind of fractional CMO advising service um, a couple hours a month and maybe bring in an extra two, three, four, five thousand dollars a month and see how that feels for you. See if you like the work. I think that's a fun way to get started in this stuff because it's a big risk to kind of Go all in on something if you've never done it before. But picking up a client on the side and making a couple thousand bucks a month on it, making an extra one or $200 a day is, is kind of cool, I think. And then that gives you the opportunity to see if it fits for you. And if it does, then to uh, continue the work. So yeah, I mean, if that sounds interesting, uh, grab a copy of my book. 
It is called the fractional CMO method. You can buy it on Amazon, but I've got a special deal on my website, plus a link to the audiobook, which is a whole thing. Turns out it's really hard to get distribution of an audiobook. Um, so it's finally now on Audible, uh, but you can buy the audiobook from me uh, on our website at a lower cost than Audible if that's um, important to you. So go ahead and go to cmox.co slash book and grab a copy of my ebook, grab a copy of the audiobook um, if, if you like that. I actually read the audiobook, so it's my voice. If you like what you're hearing, you'll hear uh, about three and a half hours of that. If you don't like what you're hearing, Listen to it on 2x speed and it'll sound like a chipmunk. Uh, but you'll hear more about the fractional CMO method and how you can become a fractional CMO. That again is cmox.co forward slash book. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more information and episodes, visit our site at fractionalcmoshow.com. Go ahead and punch that like and subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. It means a lot, at least to my mom. 